Talks, a chat with Finance Malta, is the podcast series that gives you short, thoughtful and regular insights from leading experts of the financial services industry. I'm Vanessa McDonald. Welcome. Welcome to the Finance Malta's latest podcast. My name is Vanessa McDonald. So we've heard about all sorts of things, fintech and regtech, and now we're going to be talking about corptech. So with me today, I've got Jacob Apple, the founder and CEO of Binder. So, first of all, I think what we'd all like to find out is what exactly Binder does. So perhaps you could explain that to me. You've not been around for very long. Yes, hi Vanessa. Quite exciting. <laughs> yeah, we, we launched our corporate services platform last year. We help professional uh, professionals, legal professionals, accountants, becoming more digital, taking advantage of the technologies that are now available to maybe reduce the, the amount of manual work that, uh, that is being done today. So basically, um, I was watching the video, you, the excellent video you have on your website, and what you're trying to do is, is you know, a lot of people used to rely on Word documents and spreadsheets, but now what you're doing is putting it all onto a platform. So how does that work? Yeah, so most companies today that offer corporate services, they do the majority of their work in Word documents and Excel sheets, as, as you had seen in the video. And what we're trying to do is to automate that, that part of their work, because there's sort of a disconnect in the industry today. You have these highly skilled individuals that have uh, done extensive education or that have extensive education and they end up sitting and drafting the same word documents repeatedly uh, and it is it's one not very inspiring for them uh, having gone done all that hard work to then ultimately sit and draft word documents and it's also very when every process is manual you are more prone to errors um, so we're basically taking a lot of these processes around corporate filings and automated them. I mean, when we're talking about corporate filings, just to put it into some kind of context, there are over 200 corporate service providers in Malta. And if you think that there are over 2,000 uh, entities licensed by the MFSA, that's an awful lot of people. And, you know, traditionally, they have to file things for every single change in director, etc., etc. However, things are getting a lot worse, aren't they? Um, a lot has changed in terms of compliance and regulation, and there seems to be no end to it. So, was that one of the reasons you you set this up? Yes, we, we're seeing an an ever increasing amount of regulatory compliance uh, sort of put, put upon the corporate service providers, which means that for every every process or every task that they undertake before they would just have to focus on that specific task now they have to um, to also cater for the compliance part which is even more time consuming than the task itself and that's of of course hurting the margins of the uh, of the legal firm or the corporate service providers when you suddenly have to uh, double the amount of work for they still have 
very similar prices to what they have before. So it's been difficult for them to pass on that uh, cost to their, their, their clients. Um, so. One of the other things is it seems to me that the, the goalposts keep changing and the, the number of documents that you need to provide and so on, it just seems endless. So is that something that you also help them with in terms of guiding them through what they require? Yes, but mostly through our technology. The, and here again, when we're talking about the, the compliance part of it, what we're seeing with most of our customers is that it's impossible to stay compliant today. There are so many hurdles that you have to jump through and there's so much documentation for every change that you do or every paper that you submit that it's impossible for the corporate service providers today to keep up uh, with the compliance that is required by them. So it is a must that technology is introduced into the space to alleviate some of uh, that, that work. Yes, I, mean, I can imagine it takes a lot of the pressure. Um, and the guesswork out of it, because sometimes it seems like it's guesswork. However, the actual um, scope of all of these documents and so on is only one part of it. The other part of it, as you say, is uh, productivity, you know, freeing people up to do something that they're actually qualified for, but also speed. So how does it work with the, with the regulators? Are you linked and interfaced with the regulators? Yes, yeah, so the, the platform is connected to the Malta Business Registry, MBR, and that allows us to carry out a lot of the automation that uh, is inside our platform today, from uh, fetching data initially, visualizing that data, uh, uh, making use of that data for our customers, and at the same time also allow them to submit the data to the, to the registry. Gosh. It sounds like you're dealing with an awful lot of very confidential information. So what, I'm sure that this is one of the first things that you know, a CSP or a new client would be concerned about. How do you give them the peace of mind that basically everything is confidential? Yeah, so we, we, of course, we, we understood from the beginning that the, the, the industry we are dealing with has a high level of sensitive data. So it was important for us to take the proper precautions uh, we work with the latest technology so that we ensure that all the, the data is protected to, uh, to, the, to the higher standard. At the same time, we also wanted to ensure that the regulators, so the, uh, in Malta the Information and Data Protection Commissioner, were happy with how that we handled data. So even before we launched, we had engaged in those conversations with the regulatory bodies and ensured that they are happy with how we are treating data, how we are protecting our customers' data. Yes, and so I'm sure that that's uh, going to be super, super important. Um, let's talk a little bit about the MBR. Um, since Malta came off the grey list, there's a lot more now compliance and so on which is being done with regards to, for example, the, the register of the ultimate beneficial owner and what the MBR is setting up itself and so on. So how do you see things going in the future? Is it going to get worse or will things settle down a little bit? Because a lot of CSPs complain that every time they, you know, they check something has changed. Do you think it's settled down now? I think Malta has a unique opportunity in setting a precedent globally when it comes to the, the business registry side and making sure that 
the processes, the compliance, the the, the, the data that's available is uh, is sort of the, the the best that it can be, not only for the regulators side but also for the uh, professionals so that they can uh, they are enabled to do a, a, a good job for the end consumer who is the entrepreneur or the the corporation out there that is looking to um, to, to, to do business we see that the the compliance element from the registry perspective will all will only increase we are not going to go towards a future where now we require you to uh, uh, look at less things. So whether that's about looking into the individuals who are incorporating or it's, whether it's looking into the business itself or taking precautions as to the, the, the risk or the exposure that you have around a certain client, that will definitely not be reduced. What we will see happen though is that a lot of that work which is so tedious and difficult for the professional uh, service provider today, that will become easier because that there will be introduced more and more technology. So from the registry size, they are going to become more digital, they're going to have more advanced technology in the future. At the same time, you're going to have private companies like Binder, who is looking to also assist in that intersection between the, 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 the government and, and the, the yeah. private sector. Um, the creation of this ultimate beneficial ownership as well um, is that going to lead to any changes because one of the things that we've seen over the years has been some very very complex company structures um, part of that was obviously done for for taxation reasons and ring fencing etc but now that the ultimate beneficial owner is named is it going to make it easier you mentioned earlier on the visualization of the structures so what have you been saying yeah. I mean on the one hand you have you want to make it easy for the legal firm or the corporate service provider to be able to visualize the data so when they have a new client they can very quickly get a full overview of what does this client company look like yes. all the way up to the UBO. Regarding the, the BO register, so the beneficial owner registry, uh, that's, a bit, that's a hot potato at the moment because on the one hand you have people arguing that there should be complete corporate transparency so that you should be able to go into any entity and see who owns that entity. At the same time you have people advocating for uh, privacy that it shouldn't necessarily be publicly known what assets that I hold, which is also a fair argument. Um, where the latest ruling that we have seen from the European Court of Justice is that there has to be a degree of uh, transparency but not necessarily to the extent that you can always see who the owner of an entity is. But people with a legitimate interest should have access to that data to be able to carry out their work. And when I, mean, when I say that work, it's, it comes down to the due diligence of ensuring that the client that you're working with has, is a legitimate client. It's not involved in any criminal criminality or is it getting uh, money from illegitimate sources. I think that that is one of the biggest changes we've seen over the last few years is that the responsibility for the due diligence now lies very squarely on the shoulders of the CSP. They have no room for manoeuvre and the fines are 
getting worse and worse, aren't they? So there's quite a lot of responsibility there. Yes, for sure. And it's, it's a difficult task for the, for, for the CSPs because even for them, they're, they're running large businesses where they are trying to provide the best possible service for their clients. And all of a sudden, they have been, there has been such big imposement on how they carry out their work that they won't have to completely disrupt how they work with their clients because most of us have experience receiving uh, this PDF Word document with a long list of questions from our accountant or our, uh, legal advisors. And of course, as, a, as an end user, that is not the best user experience. At the same time, it is, uh, it's just a necessity. So hopefully we can make that a bit more frictionless where the customer still gets a good experience, but at the same time, the uh, professional service provider is also carrying the, the weight of the making, ensuring that the clients are legitimate. As you said in your video, peace of mind, because at the end of the day, um, it's all very well and good to talk, you know, to try to weed out the people with bad intentions. But a lot of people have very good intentions, but really um, don't even know where to start. Because as you say, the list of things to provide just seems to be getting endless. Yes, and the complexity of yeah. providing this, uh, uh, this due diligence is even hurting the ones that have good intentions because they are now not able to operate because of... Uh, restrictions or imposed regulations on the on, on the service Jacob, provider. we've been speaking very much about uh, Malta, and obviously you're you're a relatively new company here. Um, I presume that your intentions are to to upscale what you're offering to beyond Malta's shores. Are companies in in Europe, for example, having the same problems as the ones here, or is it unique to Malta the situation? We see a huge opportunity in taking Binder global. We've been in conversations with global, about... Global, not just Europe. No, uh, be, even beyond uh, Europe's borders. There is, as I said, we've, we've been in about a dozen countries now trying to see if there are similar pain points to what we're seeing in Malta. One from the regulators' uh, perspective and of course also from our customers, so the the, the legal professionals perspective and we're seeing the exact same uh, pain points everywhere that we go and what we really want to achieve is we want to create like a unified way of incorporating business of basically managing a company's life cycle from incorporation to dissolution so if I'm an entrepreneur I'm a Dane, I'm a Dane so I'm born in Denmark if I would like to set up a business in Malta it should be easy for me to do so. Of course, keep make ensuring at the same time that I'm a legitimate individual and the business that I'm carrying out is legitimate. But for entrepreneurs, for corporations to expand, it should there should be as low barriers to entry as possible in order to sustain as much economic growth as possible. So why did you come to Malta to set up out of all places? I think we should ask uh, questions as an entrepreneur, not just as a financial service um, facilitator. Why Malta? Malta is a great place for a company like Binder to, to, to start off, especially in our industry. Malta has a very strong financial uh, sector. We have, a, it's sort of a corporate hub in the Mediterranean, so you have a lot of incorporations. Uh, you have an advanced business registry compared to a lot of other countries. And 
for Binder really to be able to uh, provide as much value as possible to our customers, we need the business registry to be fairly advanced because otherwise we can't work the way that we would like to work. So in that sense, Malta has been the, the perfect starting point for us. Great. Well, I've never been onto a website where people actually describe themselves as nerdy, but uh, there's a lot more to it as well. You've got a whole bunch of adjectives um, and a super young team here. So Jacob, thank you so much for sharing your insight with us. And obviously, anyone who wants to get in touch with you can do so through Finance Malta as well. Thanks, thank Vanessa. you for listening. That's all for today. Subscribe now to the FinTalks and follow Finance Malta on all social media platforms to stay updated with all our activities. Till the next podcast.